So how was your Thanksgiving? It was glorious. Was it? I mean, it was great. It was well. well go, yeah. Go on. It well. It was the first year that we and by we I mean me and my wife uh, hosted Thanksgiving. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah. The rest of my family went somewhere else, so it was just me, my wife, and her mom. <laughs> but <laughs> we um, we made our own uh, turkey this year, and uh, my wife has to be gluten free, so we didn't do any stuffing or anything like that. But mm-hmm. um, it was great. I got my pumpkin pie, uh, got my turkey, um, and I'll be set all weekend. <laughs> nice. There you go. There yeah. You go. I unfortunately didn't do a lot. Um, went over to my brother's girlfriend's house for Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, I was con- I was content with just being in my shell and eating food. That didn't happen, however. Didn't they made you play D and D. They made me play a game. Um, it, it was a mix of uh, charades mixed with like uh, taboo. I don't remember the name of it, but it, it was fun. It was it was fun. I had a good time. So, my plan for... Shabu's. Uh, like I said, being in my shell didn't work out too well. But I had a good time overall. And my mom, she only made a ziti. Okay. Uh, like, a, a, a big, big ziti. So, I don't have Thanksgiving food, unfortunately. That sucks. But, it is what it is. No, wait. Uh, I don't know if it's because I'm a Western uh, Hemisphere guy. Or yeah, <laughs> Western <laughs> United States guy. <laughs> but what is the ziti? It's it's an it's an uh, Italian dish. It's like a think of like lasagna, okay, but with different but with like a different kind of noodles instead of the yeah lasagna thing. It's good. And you had that instead of a Thanksgiving turkey. Well, we. We went at at her house. We had a uh, we had you know all the traditional Thanksgiving food and everything. Yeah. Not at our house. Ah. Yeah. And it's not like you can go over to her house and start eating like a pumpkin pie if you want, or. <laughs> Correct. Gotcha. Correct. But it was good, and Thanksgiving break is over, and we are back. So let's start the show. Gobble gobble gobble. Episode 23 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are part of the Joystick Entertainment Network, and as always, I am your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host, Ken Rossi. Ken! I, I forgot my name there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> my co-host's name is redacted. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was just, I was, I was zoning out. And I was listening to you, and then you said my, uh, you know, like, uh, my co-host, and I'm like, (laughs) you know, that's why Uh, it took me a second. uh, What's my name again? Yeah. (laughs) It's not necessarily that I forgot my name, it's that I wasn't paying attention, and I forgot what I was supposed to do, (laughs) then I remembered you're supposed to say your name, so. Yes. Uh, Ken, uh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, I know we had a crazy week with family and all, but did you get a chance to play anything? Uh, you know, really, the only thing, I've been uh, hardcore working at that NBA 2K18. Uh, okay, yeah. Because I've been uh, trying to get a pro-am team together that works and and does well, and you go into Pro-Am, and it's like everybody is 90-plus overall, and it seems like they got all their badges, and they just smear you into the ground. So, yeah. I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But, you know, I'd like to win at least one game in my Pro-Am career. (laughs) 
Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, right we, now, um... other than Wagons, we're sitting at zero and thirty-one. I think. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. What you're saying is you might need me to actually start playing 2K again. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, I know we. I know. Okay. I know I did join up with you guys a few nights ago, and I was already in a shitty mood as is. Right. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's cool. Um, and I mean you know you're always welcome. Although I do gotta say. Um, when you quit from that game, like later in that game, your guy actually got called on a flagrant one. <laughs> and we were thinking, man, yeah, Byron must have left some pretty negative emotions in his guy when he left. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to think about it. I'm probably just going to spend more money and buy some VC, uh, because that grind is awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't feel like it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, um, as well, far it's, as that goes. it's just tough because right now, um, like a lot of, uh, I guess I'll say my friends are playing. Like I, I've had a few people come on that weren't really friends, but um, it hasn't really worked out because they don't like losing. <laughs> and um, Who likes to lose? Really? Yeah. And it's just been really difficult getting like everybody on the the same page. Like it seems mm-hmm. like there's a lot of free willing going on with my team right now. Um, yeah. And you know, a good example is that usually what happens is that we pass it like one time to one guy, and he either takes the shot or like maybe he'll pass it down low, uh, or he gets stripped because they double team him. And he runs right yeah. into the strip, and in two K, like they seriously need to change that. Like, <clears throat> you know the the contact where it touches the dude's leg, and you like fumble it, and they pick it up. They got to change that. Yeah. You know, like that's either got to be a kicked ball or a personal foul, or something, because that happens way too often where you just get in the way. And uh, the ball touches them, and you fumble it, and can't get it back, and then they're wide open for a dunk. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. That frustrates me like no other. And I could see it in uh, like in the park mode because there's no refs, there's no fouls. You know, it's it's pretty much don't murder your other opponent is the only rule. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, I could see it in that. But when you get into pro am. You gotta fix that. Like you can't have that shit going on. If if guys are gonna double team you, and you can pass out of it to a wide open CPU player or even just a wide open player, two K's gotta say you're gonna pay for that. If you're not gonna play basketball, you're gonna pay for that. You know. Yeah, and that's my issue with the whole online thing as far as two K goes. When I'm when I'm playing against CPU, I don't have to worry about their whole team trade picking. <laughs> um. So it's it's that kind of stuff that annoys me and makes me not want to play the mode in general. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind I don't mind a lot of things, but the basketball is supposed to be played a certain way, and mm-hmm. that's not that's not your whole team cherry picking. Not you know when a shot goes up, maybe one or two guys will go and leak out, but not your whole team. So. Yeah, you know that's what frustrates me with the game mode and how people play, as far as the park and pro am stuff goes. That just annoys me, makes me not want to play it. So that's mostly yeah. why I haven't really. Right, and uh, and I'm waiting on the waiting on sim room. Yeah, the well, and stuff. one of our uh, good time buddies too, Sims. He says that there's a glitch right now, where guys are making uh, super tall, super heavy centers. And they're just as fast as the skinny centers. Yeah, and that's just like I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that. Yeah. You put all these restrictions on people and what they can and can't do, and somehow they still find a way to do certain right. things, and it's just annoying. I don't want to deal with that. So. And I just you know, <laughs> here's there's a really easy way to fix the program. 
and that's don't use the my players. Mm-hmm. Like don't what you do is you give them a build. You have your um you have like a sharpshooter yeah, build you, or you, you know yeah, you, you pick you take, you take the archetypes already in the game and you create set builds for those ratings yeah. and everything. Exactly. Like, you know, maybe even you, the badges. You can still use your you can still use your appearance and everything. Mhm. That's fine. There you go. But as far as you know, your ratings and everything have them be a set build like NHL like NHL does with their uh with their with 3 their on 3 team, stuff. Their EA their, Yeah. The, yeah, the EA EA uh HSL thing. Yep. And even they can even just make it where it's you know, you can have two separate proams, like have an actual proam and then have a my player proam. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'd be okay with that because I wouldn't even touch the my player. I would go in where I feel like I'm at at least a level playing field, where yeah. everybody, you know, yeah. everybody has a chance. Has it's it's oh. it's actually based on how good you are at the game and not how dedicated you are. How and much free time still you have? Think that, think that either way, though, you'll still run into these things that we're running into now, as far as how players play the game, not meaning the character create, but how they play the game. So you're still gonna have, you know, five guys setting a screen on one player, and you know all that other stuff that you'll get. So yeah, you eliminate that. Problem, I mean, you s- you still one of them. You still would have that issue, but I think that you're not going to get cheesers. Like, the center, he's not going to be able to run down uh, the court if he's a big heavy dude. If you grab uh, a big shakalaka type dude, you know, he's not going to be able to run down the court. You'll have to wait for him to get down. If he's grabbing the rebound, he's not going to get back uh, up the court. Mm-hmm. And you can even yeah, have. You would think so. It, it speed matters. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I feel like that would fix more issues than not, because the biggest issues I have, like my guy is barely an eighty-nine. Um, he's a sharpshooter, but right. It seems like that's the worst build to have, because other than just making shots, he can't do anything else. Like his stats are not set up to do anything right. but make a jump shot. And most people already know that. They, they, when I play, they like smother me with coverage and they don't let me get open. And since I'm not the one with the ball, I can't get a screen called. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's tough. Right. Last night was yeah, particularly I'll, tough because we lost I to will... the trannies twice. Ah, oh, jeez. Jesus. I will <laughs> heavily consider, uh, Putting some more time into 2K. Yeah, man. Any any time, you're more than welcome uh, to join yeah, up with the appreciate Vic it. Kings. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah, gonna change been, that. Uh, Sorry. What have you been playing? I can make it. No, it's good. I have been playing uh, Destiny. The Iron Banner is going on this week. Start. I think it started actually on Thanksgiving. So I put a little bit of that when I got home um, from my Thanksgiving dinner and all that stuff. And I, uh, I'm, I'm really glad that they're going to be changing the system to how it used to be in Destiny One, with the mm-hmm. Iron Banner, because yeah. uh, the loot system is a bit of a problem with it. the uh, The token system doesn't work for everything. We'll put it that way. Okay. Um, you know, turning in, turning in a bunch of tokens, and getting. Um, you know, getting the chest piece that I already have from my from my warlock again when I don't have I got the gauntlets last night, so I had the chest and the gauntlets, but I don't have the helmet or the boots or the warlock bond. I may be able to get those within the next few days of playing. We'll see. But uh yeah, this is the coin system that doesn't work for everything, so I'm glad they're going back to the old system how they used to do it for for the next season of Iron Banner. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it though, don't get me wrong, I'm having a good time playing multiplayer, but the reward system is what needs changing, and I'm glad they're changing it. Um, and then other than that, I wrote up a, another episode, uh, well two episodes actually, over the past week since we've, since we've talked, um, 
of my WWE 2K18 universe, I wrote up my three. Wrote up my SmackDown Vengeance pay-per-view. Had all my titles changed. It was so crazy. I uh, wrote up the uh, week week three of of Raw and the week three of SmackDown after the Vengeance pay-per-view. So now I have NXT and my women's show, and then my first women's pay-per-view, which is Mayhem. We got those three things to write up uh, in the next few weeks. So we'll see how we'll see when it gets done and everything. They also added uh, they uh, what's what's the word? The new DLC came out. Yes, the NXT Generation pack came out. So Drew, Drew, Drew McIntyre, Ruby Riot, Laura Sullivan, Elias are all in the game now. So that's good. It's 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 fun. I'm having a good time with it with it all right now though. That's good. <clears throat> yeah, I did re-download Warframe so today so because I know they had a new uh, expansion come out with a big open world type thing. So I want to check that out and see what that's all about. Yeah, if you check out Marvel Heroes Omega before, you can't check that out anymore. Is it on Xbox? I have to do that. Yeah. Oh, all right then. For now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to do that. I have to do that. So, let's uh, jump into our news segment, shall we? Cyberpunk 2077 devs respond to games as a service concerns. Though so, over the past week, CD Projekt Red has has had some speculation around their new game, which suggests that the game as a service as as a service model would come to the game. In response to Pretty Good Gaming's video speculating on the possibility of microtransactions in the upcoming uh, RPG, the company responded on Twitter uh, saying that. Worry not. When thinking of Cyberpunk 2077, think nothing less than The Witcher 3. Huge single-player, open-world, story-driven RPG. No hidden catch. You get what you pay for. No bullshit. Just honest gaming like Wild Hunt. We leave greed to others. So, this is interesting uh, in the fact that they have taken sort of a shot there at the end with that last comment to other companies, notably EA, and it is would be my guess. But, um... This has me a little, uh, you know, at ease, but, mm -hmm. you know, I'm to the point now where putting putting your blind faith into companies is not something that I'm going to do anymore. Right. Because we've been, we've, I've been burned in the in the past few years with that. <laughs> Fallout 4 and Mass Effect Andromeda are prime examples of that for me. So... <laughs> Welcome uh, to the age of jadism! <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, and you know, it, it's okay to be a little jaded in certain things. It, it, it's alright. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that just, uh... It just means you've been playing games for too long. To, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know, you've seen the trends and seen where things are going. So the game's going to have a multiplayer component. Don't know what it's going to be yet, but it is going to have one. Um, they haven't shown a whole lot. Just you know, just a reveal trailer and some screenshots. No actual gameplay yet, to my knowledge. Right. But I was talking to you earlier off the air, and I was saying that I'm excited for the game, and I am. I'm not super excited, but I am excited for it. So looking forward to seeing what they show at E3 2018 if they show it there. I'd imagine that's where they're going to show it. Right. Because um, right, right now their main focus is Gwent and this Cyberpunk 2077 game. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, you know, I have to support uh, CD Projekt Red. Um, because they're one of the few companies I know of that released their video games on PC without any um, sort of security or... Uh, I forget what the they call that, um, but DRM. So they released it without any sort yeah. of uh, DRM, and uh, you know they seem to be a really smart, um, likable company. Yeah, so yeah, they do. Whenever I can, I always support them. Uh, yeah, I, and yeah, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't saying that wasn't that was I wasn't going to support them. That's uh, right. not what I was saying at all. I think right. my. My concerns lie elsewhere and not with the company. 
Right. If that makes sense, I guess. And, uh, but yeah, um, and this is supposed to be based off of some board game, I think. Um, I believe so, yes. So, I mean, even if it's, I, I doubt it is, but even if it is, um, a pay-to-play sort of system, um, I would at least, I think, check it out. Maybe just buy the game, just, you know, uh, to give them uh, credit, just because I, I like the company. Even yeah, though they the really only released Witcher, <laughs> Witcher One, <laughs> Witcher Two, Witcher Three, that's about it. Um, yeah, I, I love the company. They've done a really good job in improving, mm-hmm. you know. And the fact that they did what they did with Witcher Three DLC, giving us, I think it was like ten pieces for free, and they only only made you pay for the expansions. Yep, that's but they true. They gave you a bunch of stuff for free. You know, they gave you side quests for free and outfits and all the other stuff all for free when they're gonna be paid for all that but no yeah just here's those and pay for these big expansions yeah so i'm uh, i wouldn't say i'm excited um i would say i'm anxious to see what the game uh is or what it becomes because i it would be easy to just take the witcher formula and put it into a cyberpunk universe but is that really what they're doing right right and we don't know yeah because all I've seen is concept art. I haven't even seen screenshots. Yeah, yeah. The I think the the concept art is sort of what I was talking about earlier. There's some pictures that right they're on. So yeah, so that's all I was saying is that uh, I'm anxious to to see more of it, even if it Fair does have some stupid uh, system <laughs> implemented in there. But <laughs> with the way yeah. EA is getting treated, I kind of think. Uh, companies may start backing off on the whole pay-to-win. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, moving along to my first news story. News. And it has to do news with start. the Microsoft Xbox One. Alright. And uh, last week, I don't know if we reported it, but somebody did. Uh, they reported that Microsoft had announced that they had sold over 80,000 units during its first week of release in the UK, um, and that it matched the Nintendo Switch's launch figures um, and even exceeded those of the PlayStation 4 Pro, which only had about 50,000 when it released. Um, but the news story here, um, coming from Famatsu, is that Microsoft 4K console only sold 1,639 units in its first week over in the Japan market. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's not the... um, (laughs) Clearly not the best unit uh, because the Nintendo Switch, which is killing it over there, sold 84,000 units, uh, rounding down. And uh, the Xbox One X at its 1600 was seventh place in the unicells. Do you want to take a quick stab at what the worst selling console was in Japan? Uh, was it the PS4? <laughs> no, wasn't the PS4. Huh. Um, wait, is this just like all time worse? No, this, this was just in the first week. To be exact, no. November 6th through November know. 12th. What was it? You tell me. So the worst selling piece of hardware with 32 units sold was the Wii U. <laughs> wow. Well, switches out. It needs Wii U anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be zero, to be honest. Like, who's buying Wii U's? <laughs> yeah. People are still, apparently. Yep. But, uh, yeah, apparently Microsoft's not too concerned about the Japan sales um, as it's getting mostly positive reviews and they expect to sell uh, between one and one and a half million units uh, before the end of this year. Well, they got a little bit of time left. Holidays are coming up, so Mm -hmm. those sales should ramp up. Yeah, but it's not on a deal. And if you... I've, I, I think I said this on the podcast, but if you don't have a 4K TV, 
you're not getting much. At least not this year. Next year, I expect games to use the full power and resources that the X has. This year, however, right. you're just getting 4K capabilities, and if you don't have a 4K TV, it's it's really not uh, worth it. Uh, yep. Yeah, okay, that's fair. At the you did say that. I remember you saying that a few weeks ago. It was wasn't last week. The week before. Mm. But you definitely said that. I remember. All right. So. Um, my, yeah, my next piece of news is that U.S. state reps are saying that Star Wars Battlefront 2 loot boxes are predatory. Reps, state reps out of Hawaii are taking action against Star Wars Battlefront 2. State rep Chris Lee said in a press conference that he wants to, and he wants to, quote, ensure future protections for kids, youth, and everyone else. Legislation could change the way games with loot boxes are sold in Hawaii and other states is being looked at. So, basically, this whole loot box situation is blowing up, um, and it's it, it it's looking like it it's looking like things could change here in the future as far as the way these things are presented and everything else. Right. So. <clears throat> What if anything happens? And knowing our judicial process, it's gonna take a little bit. But um, <laughs> something's yeah. gonna happen. Just don't know what or when. Um, I mean, honestly speaking, I don't think anything will happen. Uh, you know, maybe the game market will be a little more regulated. But this isn't the yeah. first time a game has tried to uh, rack people over the hot coals with their pay-to-win kind of service. This is just the first, if you will, I guess, big game. And so a lot of people are seeing it and, and getting upset over it. Because we right. talked about this before, but games from Ubisoft recently have been just as bad as battlefront 2 has um you know games like rock band you know if you bought every single song in rock band it would cost you over six thousand dollars so you know there's this isn't the first time and it's just a big game and i don't see things changing like i think they'll it, talk about it and then they'll, they'll if it was if it was star trek no one would care <laughs> I made myself feel if it sad. Was, you know, you did. If it was any other uh, game, I don't think it'd be that big a deal. But because it's Star Wars and the name attached to it, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll I see. just, I just don't see legislation uh, going over this and saying, you know, this is predatory. We can't have these in our games. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. They'll just be like yeah, a checkbox that, that you have to check worked. that says whether or not you're a kid or an adult. And if you're a kid, <laughs> you know, maybe you don't have to pay for it. I don't know. That's that's yeah, the but, biggest you know, thing I see even, coming out of it. Yeah, and, you know, I don't think we really want the government trying to get involved with this stuff. Because we've seen over the past, for the longest time, really, that they don't understand. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Games as a whole, they don't understand. So, do we really want them getting involved in this sort of thing? I, I don't really care. <laughs> Maybe they'll make sure Madden works before they release it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That was all I had for that, for that one. Alright. Um, oh, God. <laughs> So yeah, so I'll move along to my next news. And that's the Final Fantasy XV has one more active time report special. And it's going to air on November 29th at 2200 hours. I'm not sure if that's Japan time or Universal time. Don't know, but <laughs> they are releasing, uh, this is going to be the last year. Not the last year, but the last active time report. Um, it'll be the one year anniversary for Final Fantasy 15, um, which 
Well, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Yeah, I feel like it's been it longer, to be honest. I just picked it up a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I feel like it It came out in 2015. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, so they'll have uh, the special active time report. Um, they're going to release more information on episode Ignis, um, which will be the last DLC uh, pack, the last episode pack for it. Um they're expected to talk about the results of a long-awaited survey that they asked people for. Um, I'm not sure what that is. They're going to show more on their multiplayer expansion pack, Comrades, which is out already. Um, and there's supposed to be a surprise December update. And, you know, maybe even more. So, <clears throat> yeah. So that'll be interesting. Uh, I'll probably wait for the news stuff to report it because I doubt they'll be uh, reporting it in English. <laughs> right, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'll wait for the news to report that and then we'll get back to you. Sounds good. I need to get back to playing that game. I, I'm only on chapter three. I want to check out but the I've comrade modes, but I didn't buy the expansion so pack. Right. I've been playing so many other games that I've neglected that as well as Dishonored and Deus Ex. But I I'd spend a lot of time in that game not even doing a whole lot, if that makes sense. I, oh, well, yeah. no, I mean, I mean, like, not doing the main story stuff, obviously, because there's so much stuff to do. I'm like, oh, I want to go and hunt these monsters, or, you know, let's stay out until nighttime and hunt, you know, this thing that only comes out at night, and then I get jumped by, like, a level 72 big monster thing and i died it was all <laughs> yeah nighttime you need to hide away something i could say yeah i remember doing one of those night one of the night hunts successfully it took me a little bit but i did it <laughs> this is early on in the game mind you it was still level i think the first one starts at 14 or something mm -hmm. so I mean, successful, but it took me a little bit to do it. A lot yeah, of fun, though. I think I I'm a level 40. And, you know, I need to test out the Xbox One X enhanced version. Because that game is beautiful, and I can only imagine what it looks like in 4K. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Chocobos are fun. <laughs> they are the best part of the whole game. <laughs> They're really fun, man. i got to get back to playing that game. But yep. um, on to uh, my final piece of news. Bungie did their second stream for Curse of Osiris this past week, and I took some notes, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on everything once it's all said and done. So, here we go. In the New Ways to Play stream, they showed off the new public event called Vex Crossroads. The objective is to get keys by killing gatekeepers and shut down the warp gates. At the end, you'll kill a Vex Gatelord. Uh, it's a very active event with tons of movement. You're, you know, hopping between different islands of Mercury, and there's there's a bunch of things going on. And then at the end, they uh, they said that it was the most rewarding public event that they that they have uh, created. There were two chests that spawned at the end. Open the chest, and the rewards were, in my opinion, a little questionable. But I will come back to that in a minute. Um, the, uh, another thing about the event in general, it is, like I said, it's very active. There's a lot of moving, moving parts and everything. They showed the heroic event completed, but they didn't show you how to do it. So that's fine. But again, I'll come back to this stuff later. Uh -huh. They have added a, they've added heroic adventures. And basically those are... Uh, where ran random modifiers get added to adventures and it makes them more difficult to do. So you might want to bring a fire team with you to do them. Or okay. if you're good enough by yourself, you can do them. Um, the Lost Prophecies, there are 11 in total. And these are basically quests to get the new legendary guns from the Curse of Osiris DLC once you beat the main story. All these things are optional. You don't have to do them. But they showed they showed off the Forge. In last week's stream, this week they showed like, hey, there are these nodes, there are these nodes on the forge, and you know they correspond to each of these weapons or whatever, 
and you had they showed off how they showed off exactly how you how you uh how you quote unquote forge your gun you know you have to get pieces from different things by doing different things in the game and then you go to the forge you hit a button and it makes a weapon for you again i will come back to this in a minute <laughs> mm-hmm. um the strikes they have added a, a story version of the strikes as well as normal as well as the normal matchmaking so what that means is basically they have shrunk down the strikes so that way you can do them solo and really get the story and everything because some of these stories in the strikes are really good one of my favorites is Sabathun song the story in that strike is really really good and it's really dark too but so they've added that as well as the heroic strikes that I mentioned last week there are two new strikes being added to the game which will up the total of strikes which is good and then they went on an, an adventure in the infinite forest and during this adventure they showed off they showed off the fact that the forest is you know curated through different different things will happen each time you go in you might you'll see different enemy types when you go in you'll see cabal vex hive and uh, maybe even taken maybe um, but each of these adventures will have a different oh they have a different theme to them so they'll each feel different from each other like there was one that they were doing called the up and up and it was just a bunch of verticality and everything so it looked really cool but with all this said and done I'm kind of concerned yeah and it's not so much and it's not so much the uh, the gameplay that I'm concerned about really it's the fact that they're showing off these things because in my opinion and I'm pretty sure people who people who play Destiny will agree with me that you know Destiny is best experienced blind and yeah. not knowing about all these different things then for you to you know beat the main story for Curse of Osiris and you see the you see this force and like oh what is this and then you know, what are these lost prophecies you pick it up and you're like oh I have to do this to get this okay cool fantastic let's go do it instead they show you exactly what you have to do to get one of these things now you know like oh hey I'll be doing similar things you know to get this or whatever it may be um, the rewards in the public event chest that they showed. I believe there was two tokens and a blue, um, which, I mean, in my opinion, it's not really all the more rewarding than what we're getting now. In my opinion, uh, the and I'm glad that they're doing these. They're doing things with with adventures, to make us actually play them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, there's really no incentive other than do you want extra story. And these adventures, like they're really the ones in the game now, are really well done. You just they're just not rewarding enough. I think that's the big thing. What what we want is more rewards. I know this sounds really complainy, and it sounds like you know, oh, I'm, you know, I might be falling falling out of love with Destiny, but that's that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, you you can you know how much I love I love Destiny and, and how, how much it means to me. So the 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 fact that we're having I'm having this discussion I think it shows how passionate I am and, and there are people in the community having these same discussions with other people listening to uh, the Planet Destiny podcast over the past week listening to Briar and and Tefty and the guys talk about these things talk about their feelings about it and Watts had a video about the Infinite Forest you know and her thoughts on everything we're all in the same realm of thought here we don't hate Destiny at all we just want, we want the, we want what's best for the game, and you know, right now, right now we're not getting it. And no, I don't expect one DLC, this one especially, to change everything and add the quality of life changes that we want right now. That's not going to happen because I'm pretty sure this DLC was you know planned beforehand and everything. So any of the quality of life changes that we that we would want to see. We might not see maybe until the next DLC or even year two of Destiny Two, so uh, I'm I'm still excited to play the DLC, obviously. But there are things in there that I would have not once, you know, well, I wouldn't have liked to like like to have seen the forging of the weapons because that gives you the wrong idea. 
mm-hmm. just things like that. So I'm kind of rambling now, but I'm done. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's it's Destiny too. It was on sale this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woo. Well, the scene two was on sale too. <laughs> so I mean, <clears throat> I mean, what are you? It seemed about. I don't know if that was a jab, but yeah. <laughs> I just don't know what else to say about it, my man. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah. So good. the only thing I could think um, that was relevant yeah, was it, to say it was on sale Black Friday for $29. Oh, man. I should have picked up Overwatch for PS4 this past weekend. Oh, well. It's cool. You should have picked me up a copy anyway. of Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Holidays are coming, my guy. <laughs> Holidays are coming. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, what's your final piece of news, man? So, yeah. So, my final piece of news um, is something that we reported on last week. Uh, or I should say last show. I don't know if it's been a week. <laughs> but we uh, reported that there was a Valkyria project that they were going to reveal... Yeah on November 20th, and it's past the 20th. And it turns out that Valkyria Project is actually being called Valkyria Chronicles 4. That's right, I'm giving you time to clap and be like... (gasps) (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's been announced that Valkyria Chronicles 4 uh, will be released on the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. Huh. Um, it's set to have a release date in 2018 for the West, and March 21st in Japan. Um, so this game takes place in the same, uh, I guess, era as the first three games take place. Um, it's supposed to be set more towards the end of the war, and this one has um, snow. Lots and lots of snow. It's supposed to be an unusual blizzard, though, because it's supposed to be spring and it's snowing and, you know, mystical stuff. (laughs) Um, But it was also recently reported in Famatsu that the game is 90% complete um, and that it looks fantastic. Uh, awesome. But, yeah, no, I mean, the greatest thing for me is that they announced it for the Nintendo Switch. That is awesome. Uh, put a Switch, they take it on the go with you. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, for me, uh, honestly, I don't, I haven't really been going as much. So, I haven't really had a need to take my Switch with me. But for me, what I've been doing is like starting a show or watching a season and playing something on the Switch while I watch the show. And so it's been really great. Dedication right there. I couldn't do that. (laughs) You got to focus on the show. (laughs) Well, you don't really have to focus on the show. And as long as there's no story going on uh, on the Switch, like it's just action. uh, Like a, a big thing with Super Mario Brothers. Like... Or Super Mario Odyssey, I guess I should say. Because Luigi's not in that game. <laughs> um, but, no, it was just... Uh, I could play and jump and move around and listen to the story that was going on on the big screen. Oh, uh, gotcha. So, but when it comes down... Excuse me. That I have to read oh, or they start talking on the Switch, then it's like, uh, I cannot concentrate. That's where it becomes a problem. <laughs> Gotcha. I see. Fair enough. But yeah, that's that's where I'll pick it up, uh, just to have that ability to play it, you know, on the go. And then if I want the big screen, that's, that's kind of what I do. But no, it, fair enough. It looks uh, fantastic. It looks just like the other games. There's supposed to be a new class called a uh, grenadier, or grenader. Uh, <laughs> but least grenadier, I believe. Yeah. Well, the six classes that they are supposed to have is scouts, shock troopers, lancers, engineers, snipers, and now the grenadiers. And as far as I can tell, judging by the screens, the grenadiers 
will set up like a um, kind of like a pole vault, if you will, um, that will shoot a grenade uh, up, and I'm assuming will go to far places. Um, and right, yeah. Bomb the heck out of people. Go like two feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it looks it looks great. The the trailer's out. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Like, this is gonna be my my game for next year. This is the game I'm waiting for. Nice, nice. We'll save that for a list later down the road. That's <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we ever do a list. But <laughs> we'll do a list. We love our list. <laughs> we do. We do. Yeah. Little injuries within the show between us is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I got to report about Valkyria Chronicles Four. Fair enough. One more thing, just to go back to the Destiny thing that I'm done. I promise. <laughs> um, as far as showing us stuff, I'm sorry. I forgot it. I forgot it. <laughs> you started talking. I was like, oh, I forgot to say that. <laughs> sorry. Just let it so go. At the end of the stream, now, huh? at the end of the stream, Deej was like, "Yeah, next week we're gonna show you some armor." I'm like, "No, don't show me the armor. I don't want to see it. Don't show me the armor, Deej. I want to see it." So if it wasn't for this and me being the avid Destiny person I am, we'll be watching these streams. Put it that way. I don't want to see the armor. But anyway, I'm done. I'm done. I promise. I'm done. So. <laughs> Let's um jump into our main topic for the episode, which being that, you know, the holidays and everything are upon us, I'd like to talk about traditions this this week. And what what, what I mean when I say traditions, that could mean, well, a lot of things, really. But I think of things like, you know, do you have a certain game, or, you know, that you play during a certain time of year, be it holiday time, spring break? Uh, you know, whatever. Um, or do you have any uh, rituals before you play a certain game? Or, you know, whatever, maybe so things of that nature. Do you murder a chicken before you play every Final Fantasy? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> That's terrible! <laughs> that... Sorry. Jesus Christ. Now we're gonna start this thing, huh? <laughs> So I know, um, for me, I have one when it comes to Madden in particular. Oh, yeah? Usually, but before the next Madden comes out, once it gets close to that window where they're starting to talk about the new Madden and everything, I'll go and I'll fire up a franchise and I'll take, I'll take you know a, I'll take a shitty team like the Browns or something, and I'll I'll move them to another city. Uh, just a random city. I might get people to help me pick the city and all that stuff and then mm-hmm. we'll go from there just to, and then we'll do the draft and we'll play you know a few games with that just to see what i can do in that one year with the new uh team and everything i think that's a fun way to finish out the year nothing too serious just having fun with it one of the things that i do yeah that's pretty cool um i was actually thinking uh when you brought up madden that reminded me that um we don't really do it every year um, we try to, but, uh, whenever my uh, brother, if he comes down, uh, for Thanksgiving or Christmas, or if, um, I go up and visit him, like if we're going out to the big city or whatever, um, we'll always play a couple matches of Madden, uh, to see who the, the best Madden player is. And usually when he comes down here, um, I got, I think it's Madden NFL 8 for the DS, We'll grab a couple DSs, okay. and we'll play it that way. Um, and uh, if I go out to his place, he has the PlayStation 3 version. I think his, the last game he has was uh, Madden 25? Or it might have been Madden 13. Yeah. So, something like that. Anyways, oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Madden 13. Um... But we'll we'll fire that up and play a couple games, and you know we're we're usually pretty evenly matched. And what's your uh, what's your what what's the series looking like? Do you keep track of that stuff? We don't keep track of that. 
Um, we we probably should. Um, <laughs> but soon. it usually seems like it's that year whoever is playing um, usually wins both games. Like we usually play two games, and who's ever playing uh, wins the first one, wins the second one. <laughs> so huh. usually it's like Who, a full sweep. Yeah, no, nah, well, no. Like the last time we played, I went out to his place and we played on the PS3, and I'm pretty sure I smoked him. Um, <laughs> and part of it could be, you know, because I'm uh, in a Madden league and I pay more attention to stuff. I'm I'm getting right a uh, heck of a lot better, and and he's not playing. He's he only plays when uh, we play together. Right when you come around, yeah, uh-huh. I got you. So I'm pretty sure I smoked him. Um, it makes when we played, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of a tradition uh, whenever we get together because uh, we usually don't get together, but maybe once a year. Oh. <laughs> oh and <laughs> and time is up, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, now. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but uh, I, because I know I have a buddy of mine who plays Red Dead Redemption around spring break time. We'll go through and he'll play the whole the whole game in its entirety and everything and it's it's something really fun that that I like to hear him uh do and everything. It's it's a good time. Hmm. Now, I know I know that there's as far as like uh pre game rituals or whatever, so to speak, depending on the game. Yeah. Um it, it it could be some something like something like a snack for instance. Like I know Back, back it, back in my uh, younger days, whenever me and my brother would play uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, Shaolin monks, we both would sit there and just eat like a bunch of the wheat thins mm-hmm. before before we would play, and 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 most of the time during we'd play, and so that that's something that I associate with uh, tradition, so to speak, like a, a pregame snack, so right. to speak. It's a lot of fun doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know it's again not really a tradition, but um, I like to go back and play Final Fantasy VII. I, I usually will wait. It seems like I get an urge. I, I should say about every five to ten years. I would say that's a, a tradition of some sort because you're still going to like to play it. Yeah, Um, because the last time I beat it too, I even, uh, I beat it, I think it was like four hours faster than the last time I had beaten it. Nice. And I still try to get Knights of the Round, but I can just never get (laughs) Knights of the Round. <laughs> like the only way I got Knights of the Round was I put in a code breaker. That's the only reason why I, I can even see it. I can't get it legitimately, uh. um, which is sad. But oh. no, I just uh, the story is really great uh, in Final Fantasy VII in my mind. Right. Like I, there's a lot of of nuances. Like if you just take it at face value, um, it's really weird, you know. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, and and yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, loopy or retarded. But you know, when you when you kind of think things through and you theorize like what's going on and what happened and uh, stuff like that, it makes it the story's just so much grander um, than it was. And you know, I remember reading uh, Sakaguchi. Um, when he was developing the story for Final Fantasy VII, uh, his mother had just passed away. And mm. so he was dealing with uh, a tremendous amount of loss. Like, his mother was very important to him. Um, and so he had a really hard time dealing with that at the time. And so the story is that's where the story kind of comes from is the loss of his mother. You can kind of see that too with uh, Sephiroth, um, which if you haven't played it, shame on you. It's been like 20 years, bro. Get with the program. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, that's kind of the story, is Sephiroth dealing uh, 
with never having uh, his mother, or if you'll even just having his mother taken from him, however you want to look at it. Right. So, um, I I enjoy going uh, through the story and redoing it and um, changing stuff up, maybe playing with different characters and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's I mean that's the only thing I can think of that's as close to a tradition um, that I do really because I right. once I play a game I usually don't come back to it unless it's like. Man, mm-hmm. it's been so long. I just want to pop that game in and play a little bit. Right, yeah, experience it a little bit. I got mm-hmm. you, I got you. And that's I think that's sort of where I was going with the whole thing, really, because I know I have games like that, too, and it's funny you were talking about Final Fantasy, because to no one's surprise, I'm sure, one of mine is Mass Effect. The original trilogy is great. I, I started. I started the... <laughs> I started I started it again before Andromeda came out. And you gave me that challenge to beat one before it came out, which I did. And I started to I never I never got uh I didn't get too far into it, but I did start it. So I'm probably gonna go back here at some point and finish it up or start playing it again and then go to three and finish up the trilogy with my uh, female shepherd. And then I might, I think a goal of mine would probably be to go through and play it as all the different classes, mm-hmm. just to experience the game from all the different class point of views and everything, and how those classes evolve over the course of the main trilogy. Right. So, I think that that could be something that something we'll start doing. Don't know when, but, you know, the fact that I do it is enough of a tradition in and of itself, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, I mean it's a short tradition, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's played through all the games, and you know, pen, in, you know, how I do with Mass Effect, I'm doing everything I possibly can. So it's gonna take me a little bit to do it. Hold up, the last time you played it, you told me you didn't do everything you could. Um. Yeah. Which <laughs> we... was it? Oh, was that the? Was that talking about the? Uh, the original Mass. The original oh, Mass you Effect, you said you didn't do you everything yeah, you could. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I did it. Yeah, I did it because I was trying to beat it for an over and I didn't because yep. there were things like I, there were things I missed. Hashtag I missed getting, cheater. I think I missed. <laughs> I think I missed getting Rex's armor. I think. I have to. I'll have to actually go back and look and see. But I know there were some things that I missed. <laughs> yep. Uh, but you're right about that. You're right. You called me out on that. You're good. good job. <laughs> hey, I, I'm here for but, you. You know. Make sure you stay on the yeah. up and up. But if I have the time, yeah, exactly. But you know, now that I don't worry about that anymore, you know, I can take my time and do everything I really want to do, and get everything. <laughs> oh, you know what? No, yeah, because I I usually I usually don't do like the uh, the um, the Asari uh, glyphs and all that stuff. Uh-huh. I usually don't do all of those because I could if I wanted to. But those are things that I don't do. So, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, you're absolutely right. There's a few things, like the Keepers and in, in, in the first one, getting all the Keepers scanned and everything. So there's those kinds of things that I don't do all the way anyway. I'll find them, but right, no big deal. Yep. I do wonder what happens if you do find all of them and does, does it have an impact on the next game and so on and so forth. Because I don't know. So that's one thing to find out. <laughs> right. For sure, I think, anyway. So I think um, I think that's sort of it. I know that was kind of a short discussion there. And I we, didn't we have, filled up uh, enough time with the news. Uh, yeah, I think we did. I think we did. So let's move on to our community segment, shall we? Community segment! Last week, we asked you guys, what, what were you thankful for this year in gaming? And we got a response from Braden Harbin. He says, Battlefront 2 and EA. Now, hear me out. I am thankful for the fact that the game is not only a major improvement over its predecessor, but the fact that the huge backlash towards its microtransactions and loot boxes caused enough of a stir to get other companies to take notice. I heard Activision has held off on implementing COD points into World War II because of the fan backlash. I know the microtransactions will return, but that's the perfect segue into my next point. I am thankful that EA is actually listening to their community. 
It's rare to see a company do that, in my opinion, especially a company as high-profile as EA. I can feel that EA, DICE, and Criterion won't Battlefront, want Battlefront 2 to be a Star Wars game fans to be a Star Wars game fans want, and they are taking the steps to make it a game worth praise. With fans voicing their concerns and EA taking the steps to make it a better game, I am thankful. I'm loving Battlefront 2, and I want it to be better so more people can jump in and enjoy it like I do. Well, with the way that Disney is dropping their ban hammer on their video game divisions and stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't a move to try and get people to buy the game so that Disney doesn't uh, say, well, your Star Wars games didn't sell. No more for you. <laughs> yeah, that would kind of suck. Yeah, because it's just... I'm a Star Wars RPG, man. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. Because Disney killed LucasArts. They, like, totally gutted it. Um, They've mm-hmm. dropped the band hammer on this Marvel game. They canceled a lot of uh, games that were in work, like Disney Infinity. Disney Infinity was still selling really well when they decided, nope, we're not going to do it anymore. Yeah. I think I was still working at Walmart when I was like, what was going on? I think I was when they actually canned that. I don't think so. But anyways. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) um, Yeah. So I really wouldn't be surprised um, if Disney doesn't go and uh, if they don't do well enough like drop the support and make it so they can't make any more services like I wonder if it's in their contract when they agree to use Star Wars that it has to sell X amount or they'll lose their yeah. contract that's that's almost what it yeah. seems It'll like be to me because let's, let's be honest EA is a horrible company and the fact that they're listening to their fans tells me that they have a horrible reason uh, besides listening to their fans because they don't listen to their fans they don't give a crap what their fans say <laughs> I hate I hate to be the bearer of bad news but they don't care about their fans so this isn't a, a fan move maybe a, a PR stint uh, but they gotta have ulterior motives yeah I mean they, they very well could I'm gonna play devil's advocate as I always do and say that I don't know anything. So, <laughs> and that's and not devil's that, advocate. I, no, <laughs> no I, I'm I'm gonna say that you know of of course, you know the end goal is to make money, obviously. So you know, <laughs> you, you'll do what you'll do what you can to make money if it's if it's rolling back the microtransactions and all that stuff. So people will buy your game by all means. Go ahead and do it. Um, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. We'll, uh, save that for another time, because I'm pretty sure there'll be more news on, especially with the way things are now. And there's a lot of other stuff going on as far as the internet and things like that. That's not for the podcast, but, uh, yeah. (laughs) So thank you, Brayden, for answering the question this week. Really, really appreciate it and the support. Everything. Really appreciate that, my guy. Hope you return for our new question of the week, which this week is going to be, what are your gaming traditions? If you have any, let us know in the comments, and we'll read your answers next week on the podcast. So, I think that's it, yeah? Yeah, I think so. And we're out of here! Thank you so much for listening to episode 23 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick of the Joystick Entertainment Network. You got a little too excited there. So before we get out of here, Ken, tell us where to f- tell them, not me, tell them where to find us. So you can I'm find us at uh, me personally on Twitter at macrobov. That's M A C R O B O V. You can find the podcast on Twitter at RNR Gaming Pod. That's R A N D R Gaming P O D. You can find. You can find. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently, we can't speak because I was I was actually gonna nope. say we can find Joyce there on Twitter <laughs> at Joystick Entertainment. Or J O Y S T I K E N T, and you can find Byron on Twitter at Braun one four one seven. That's capital B 
R-O-N-1417. You can find me streaming on Twitch whenever I feel like it these days at twitch.tv B underscore Ron1417. That's B underscore Ron1417. You can also find the podcast on YouTube if you're listening to the video, listening and or watching to the video, video version of the podcast on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and the little bell next to it. Little, you'll get notifications every time an episode goes live. You can also find us on CastBox, the CastBox app. Uh, it's on Androids and iPhones, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on Android and iPhones, and you can even listen on your computer right? at CastBox.fm. Okay, yeah, so do all those things and get your ear holes filled with the wonderful goodness that is the r Gaming Podcast. Ken, tell them why to come back next week. This outro is different, but we're doing it. So, Ken, tell them why to come back. Well, you should start a new tradition and come back next week because everyone could use a little more R&R. like me messing up when I say words. (laughs) I mess up when I say words too, so it's alright.